welcome to another episode of the Marvel Masterworks Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and with me is my co-host, Donnie, the Venom Enthusiast. Hey, what's up, Lantern fans? It's the man whose ring runs on Fanboy Energy, the podcasting machine, the big nerd in green. It's the Emerald Enthusiast, or the Venom Enthusiast, asking you the question, what kind of situation would happen if Killmonger had saved Tony Stark? <laughs> ah, uh, there you go. And it took you exactly... Less than 30 seconds to come up with a pun. Exactly. We do dad joke humor at an expert level here. So Yeah, like I said, I've only seen more dad jokes in succession, probably in Jungle Cruise. Ah, what a beautiful film. <laughs> it was so much fun. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But this is not the Jungle Cruise cast, it's the Marvel uh, Masterworks podcast, so we yes. will discuss, uh, uh, as Donnie was saying, what if, Donnie, do you want to, well, you know what, we'll save that for the, the other show that we're going to record, yeah. the comic-centric show, but for now, we'll go back into what, we'll just stick to what if. Okay. You'll know what I mean, when you see, when you see, you've, you, by the time you're watching this, you've either seen the episode I'm talking about and heard the news we're talking about, mm-hmm. or you'll see it in an upcoming episode, so. Right. So make sure you stay tuned right here on the stay Multiverse tuned, Musings. Subscribe, yes. like, you know, all yes. that good stuff. On the Multiverse Musings vidcast. Share it with your friends. And he, now he's doing the people's eyebrow. <laughs> uh, but um, five second photo op. That's the that's the DC podcast because he's Black Adam, Donnie. By the oh, way, okay. I'm breaking the rules because this is such a nice shirt. And I'm wearing a new Batman shirt. Uh, I love it. Yes. Jim Lee art, by yes. the way. Just, and, and every comic book fan loves Jim Lee art. And Yellow Oval. Mm, yes. Uh, Team Yellow Oval for the guys, uh, for Peter Vera and those guys over there. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I was going to wear like a Black Panther or my Daredevil shirt, but mm. those are short sleeve. And okay. I'm in Canada and it's starting to get freaking cold today. So okay. I ain't wearing no short sleeves. Okay. <laughs> I don't care if I'm going off brand. I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt. But anyway, what if I was wearing a long sleeve DC shirt? Here's what happened. <laughs> exactly. Um, That's the other yeah. episode we're going to talk about. <laughs> but, so that would be a crossover episode of all crossover episodes. Mm-hmm. What if DC characters crossed over to the MCU? Oh, Imagine okay. that animated episode. Yes. I'd watch it. I mean, if, if you talk, you know, there have been some crossovers between Marvel and DC. And they have just been wonderful. And I would love to see some of those things put to animation. Yeah. 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 Heck, I'd love uh, to see the Amalgam universe put to animation. Oh, yeah. I think, oh, I, yeah. Have a couple, I think I have a couple of those. I have quite a few of those. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to uh, do, a, do a comics uh, discussion on those at some point. Mm-hmm. Good idea. Well, yeah. Thanks for putting it into the, into the ether, sir. So that I there can, you go. All right. I can now plan an episode around that. But that's not today. Today is what if. So tell us, Donnie, what was the first episode up? So the first episode we're talking about is What If Zombies? That's the name of the episode. And, of course, right. this is based on the popular mid-2000s series of What If, uh, or the mid-2000 series, uh, Marvel Zombies. So, although this has obviously been adapted to fit the Marvel Cinematic Universe continuity, this didn't go off into a completely different continuity. Yeah, right. So, it picks up 
It opens up with uh, Bruce Banner coming back to Earth. This is like a point in Infinity War, like right after he had gotten beaten by Thanos. He comes to Earth, and it's seemingly a familiar scene. But then we see once he gets up, he's about to be attacked by the Black Order, and he's saved, quote-unquote saved, but in the middle of like all the like um, all the smoke from the battle, we see that the people who are saving him—it's the Avengers—but these are zombified Avengers. That was a really cool. Um, first of all, I like the way it starts where where um, Infinity War kind mm-hmm. of picks up, right? That that opening, yeah. and then I like how. When he goes out in the world and, you know, he's attacked by, uh, Bruce is attacked by zombies. I like that, you know, like you said, he's saved by the Avengers. And you see their, like, their silhouette, their sh- their shadow. Mm-hmm. So you don't automatically know what's happening. Right. And then when you see them as zombies, it's pretty freaky. Definitely. And as you can see, you know, they are they are zombified, but these versions of, you know, the Marvel zombies, they retain some element of who they are. They retain their power set, and they yeah. have, like, some idea of who they are, even though they don't speak. Yeah, because uh, if, yeah. if, if it was, like, The Walking Dead, I don't think, and again, I'm not a zombie person, like, I don't, for frame of reference, my, any kind of, horror that i like is like the, the the classic universal monsters oh okay so you like old school i'm old school in that, in that regard like i don't like saw that like um you know jason friday the 13th none of that is my jam that's all steven's like steven likes that stuff right. I, I i i that's not me the only reason for context the only I've only seen it. Uh, the only reason I went to see I know what you did last summer mm-hmm. is because I, Sarah Michelle Gellar was in it. Yeah, and so and she is. I know where you're going. As with everybody that. knows, <laughs> well, if you don't know, she, she's on the list. Furthermore, she's on the Hall of Fame list. Hall of Fame list. Okay. Yeah. She gets two clicks. Right. <laughs> so wait a minute. Does that mean that there's two versions of you that are married to her, or? You just have, like, you've been married to her for, like, 20 years or something. Well, what no, well, what happens is, like, if she, you know, she, 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 has, anybody on the Hall of Fame list mm-hmm. takes precedence, right? So if, you know, if I have to be called away, like, if I'm on one universe. Okay. And the prime version of me, which I'd like to think is this one, this poor sucker. Uh, if I, if he gets called, like, if I'm in, if I'm traversing one of the multiverses mm-hmm. and she rings me up on the bat phone, Right. Right. Like if one of the Hall of Fame wives calls, I'm, I gotta I gotta jet back to that universe, right? Mm-hmm. Where otherwise I'm a free roaming spirit. I can go wherever I want. I can philander with, with whichever wife I want. That's my head cannon, But you know, this okay. is all it's well, anyway. Let me ask you this then: If you're the prime version, why haven't the other versions like hooked you up with you know your perfect girlfriend here? Because they would know what this version of you wants um, in a lady. They, so. You know what? You know why? Because they're selfish pricks. That's why. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because I can't be, see, in this universe, I can't be tied down to just one potential 
you know, other motors. Well, I have to be available for all of them. So I have to be the time, you know, the traveler. I'm the okay. traveler, for folks. Okay. You know, yeah. And I go around and, and I'm so like Santa Claus. You're like a what? I, uh, I, I go uh, around, make visits. You know. Oh, the uh, Tempest Fugonaut from yeah, DC. Yeah, like Santa Claus. I you know, <laughs> slide down the chimney. And, okay. So back to the show. Um, <laughs> it's, it's nothing to do with what if. We we already got derailed. But our, our audience is like, what if this guy wasn't delusional? <laughs> so Bruce gets saved by Hope Van Dyne and Spider-Man. And so we see that within a couple of weeks, there's a group of survivors. And, of course, it's Bruce, Hope, and Peter. Uh, the Cloak of Levitation also plays a role in uh, the Cloak of Levitation, excuse me, plays a role. Uh, Bucky Barnes, Okoye, Sharon Carter, and Happy Hogan, they are part of this group that are headed to Camp Lehigh for a possible cure. So then what happens is this becomes your basic, you know, kind of zombie survivor film, only obviously with Marvel characters and superpowers. So they actually all jump on a train and we see that they are attacked by various Avengers. Uh, and I like a lot of a lot of that uh, part of this episode. What did you think? I do like the um, the sort of ragtag group mm -hmm. of survivors. Um, I like that in the last few episodes, hope is getting a lot of play. I mean, in yeah. the one with in the one with Hank Pym, it was more verbal. Uh, recognition and, and representation but here now we're seeing a version of her um, um, and uh, and I dig seeing her around and also it's worth noting that Evangeline Lilly did the voice <laughs> yeah which it's also worth noting that <laughs> Evangeline Lilly is on the list <laughs> so uh, I also liked one of my favorite parts of this was um, you know Marvel the 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 what if makes sure that they do plenty of nods to the continuity, even though it's alternate timelines. They make sure that certain events are mentioned, and I like the fact that you know the zombie Captain America jumped on the train, and you remember from the first Avenger, um, Bucky said, you know, I'm with you till the end of the line, pal. And then in the Winter the Winter Soldier, Captain America said, you know, then finish it because I'm with you to the end of the line. In this one, Bucky said he looks at the zombie Captain America and says, I guess this is at the end of the line, pal. Yeah. And I like that. They they kept that little nod to those movies. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know what I liked about this episode? What was that? Uncle Ben is uh, mentioned. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. my God, an Uncle Ben reference. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, I almost fell out of my chair like the Vince McMahon gif. <laughs> when I heard Uncle Ben, I'm like, oh, what? And then they had to ruin the moment with Tony Stark's name right afterwards. Like, like, right. It's like, look, can I go on a mini rant for a second? Go ahead. I like Tom Holland for, as the actor for Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. I, I really do. I even like most of Homecoming. Mm-hmm. My issue with MCU Spider-Man is he is too dependent or, or maybe that's the wrong word. 
but too absorbed with Tony Stark. Like, you know, we know that he was Spider-Manning before he met Tony Stark, right? We saw a clip of that. We saw him sort of creating the web fluid, you know, while he was in science class. He's under the under the desk creating the web fluid. Yes. But so they show you flashes of, look, this kid is really intelligent. But then they've always undercut it by Tony Stark gives him a better suit. That was a, a traditional Spider-Man suit. So I'm like, at least it's traditional. Then they gave him that armored Spider-Man suit, which is in case he didn't know that that, that, that uh, he was uh, Spider-Man's, uh, you know, underling. Look at this armored suit he's wearing. Like, to me, Donnie, it's too much. There's too much of Tony Stark is the, the de facto Uncle Ben. And like, look, I don't need to see Uncle Ben die again. Just like, I don't necessarily need to see the alleyway scene where the Wayne, where the Waynes, you know, Thomas and Martha. Why'd you say that name? <laughs> get get, get mowed down by Joe Chill. You know, I don't need to see that again. But with Uncle Ben, there needs to be, he needs to have a presence. Mm-hmm. He needs to inform how Peter Parker proceeds in life, how, how he, he superheroes, how he, why, you know, like, so what I'd like to see are fl- maybe flashbacks to when, uh, to when Uncle Ben was alive, giving him advice. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the great responsibility, you know, great power, great responsibility, but other advice that he flashes back to when he needs to make a decision as Spider-Man. Like, I'd love to see that, but he's reduced to what? A couple throwaway references in, in in Homecoming and Far From Home, and now this reference here, like it's just like this is what frustrates me about MCU Spider-Man. So I just had because he mentioned Uncle Ben, I had to take the opportunity okay. to sure. let that all out. But go well, ahead. Like, I like I like it. It was nice to hear Uncle Ben's name. Uh, you know, I remember a lot of you know really hardcore Spider-Man fans saying that. In the buildup to Spider-Man coming into the MCU, they were worried that too much of his character would be predicated on Tony Stark. So what you're feeling, I don't think is unheard of. So, yeah. And again, I'm not saying that I dislike this version at all. My issue is that every time Spider-Man gets reset cinematically, they always have to make him young again. It's like they there's some objection to Spider-Man being too far out of high school. Well, Donnie, look, I, I, look, I again, I'm excited for... No way home. Mm-hmm. But it's the potential prospect of seeing the other two Spider-Men that has me excited about. For Like, that's great in a way because you're playing on my nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But it's also not a good thing because I should be more excited about seeing Tom Holland again. Right. And that's not the case. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, with the, I will say this, though. With every installment, he's definitely grown up some. So I hope that someday we see, you know, a full-fledged adult Avenger. So. What I'd like to see, and then we'll get back to the episode, but my, if I had my, okay, so there are two scenarios that play out in my mind that I'd like to see. Okay. Let's say that all all the speculation and all the rumors are true, that we've got both Toby and Andrew back, right? hmm I'd like to see 
I think Toby needs a proper send off, so he sacrifices himself for the for the other two guys, for Tom Holland and, and the thing. Okay. I, I in my I have two ideal scenarios. Ideal scenario number one is Tom Holland stays in the MCU and does the MCU stuff, and Andrew Garfield does the Sony Spider Man, so the Venom, the Morbius. Like, whenever they need a Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Andrew pops up. Okay. Right? That's scenario number one. Scenario number two is that after this, because there's speculation that after the this third film set in high school, there's going to be another Spider-Man trilogy of him off to college. Okay. If that is, in fact, true... Can all the Avengers cameos stop for the college years? You know, like they, the mentoring, yeah. the mentoring part of it. Yeah, I, I don't want to. De- I wouldn't want that him dependent completely on the Avengers if he if he had his own trilogy. So, right. So that's yeah. my hope. Those are my two hopes. But anyway, we'll save that for when we go through when we eventually revisit uh, Homecoming and Far From Home. But mm-hmm. yeah. So back to the episode, not issue. I got ready to say issue. Um, I knew you would. We, <laughs> we we both do that a lot. Anyway, so it's explained that it's actually Hope's mother, Janet Van Dyne. She contracted a virus in the quantum realm. Mm. And she then infects Hank Pym with the virus, who then brings it back to Earth. So... We uh, eventually all of these characters they get to the camp and they find Vision, who says that his Mind Stone can reverse the virus. And as as kind of a display of this power, we see that he's actually kept Scott Lang, the second Ant Man. He has kept his head alive in a jar. Um, kind of remind me of you know Al Snow with you know the head thing, but. However, we also learned that Wanda Maximoff, and remember Vision and Wanda Maximoff are a couple, that she's immune to the cure. And Vision has not been completely honest with the survivors here. And we see that he's actually been feeding pieces of T'Challa to Wanda. Now that that's dark, man. <laughs> you know what's funny is they had me. I, like, I totally bought the idea that um, that Vision was on their side at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it uh, seemed that way. I mean, Vision is not somebody who is, you know, prone to that kind of deception. But, again, alternate timeline. And he also, we you know, we saw in WandaVision that he is deeply in love with Wanda. And that so, holds true, even though she's a zombie. And let me tell you, zombie Wanda is scary. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, look, as you, as as our, our viewers, our listeners can probably surmise, you know, many many women make the multiverse wives list, right? Okay, clear. And, and of course, Elizabeth Olsen has mentioned many times on the list. However, right. I think I draw the line at zombie 
Elizabeth Olsen. I, I would hope so. <laughs> she was she was terrifying looking. The animation in this again. And her this power been, set. Yeah. Like add her power set to zombie. Mm -hmm. And you've got yourself one hell of a. Yeah. You know, uh, well, speaking of, hold that thought because we're about to come to about to come to that. So. What we see is that Vision actually commits suicide by pulling the Mind Stone out and gives it to Peter Parker. And now they're going to, they get Black Panther and they're going to go to Wakanda. And they think that they can like, you know, do something there to like, you know, battle the virus. So to make sure that they get a chance to, to take off and get past all of the zombies, including at this point, um, Wasp is now a zombie. So, and... So the Hulk actually comes into play, and finally we get to see the Hulk have a battle yes! with a powerful being and doesn't get jobbed out. Badass so, Hulk is back. Finally, yes. Finally the Hulk has come back to being a badass. <laughs> so the episode ends with T'Challa and Scott Lang, his head, and Peter Parker, and the Cloak of Levitation. They make it to Wakanda, but guess what is waiting for them? Or should I say who is waiting for them? It's a zombified Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. So things uh, don't end well here either. That's going to be problematic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we're going to see that, but that would be problematic. Yeah. Uh, I loved how... Like, Wasp got big and mm -hmm. was just yeah. swatting away those zombies like they were flies. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, in event, you know, sacrifice was She knew she was going to die, so she's like, whatever. Okay. Like, if I got to go, I'll go I'll go swinging. And same with the Hulk. I mean, the Hulk, technically, that's not going to kill him. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Because once he turns into the Hulk, it sort of neutralizes... Well, that's why, you know, I, I wouldn't think that the Hulk could ever be at least not transformed by anything viral for very long. Right. But, I, again, it just, like, to see him Hulk up, uh, Hulk out, Hulk, Hulk up, uh, stick with Hulk. <laughs> oh, good Lord, everything's getting, everything's getting jumbled in here. Uh, my brain can't take all this stuff. funny, though, had all the, like, you know, that, that scene where all the zombies, like, you know, rushed <laughs> on top of them, if he pressed them off and went, like <laughs> <laughs> A big boot for all the zombies. <laughs> I kind of want to see that now. Honestly, uh, so yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> so, what the, would you the give WWE this? WWE and, and Marvel team up. Yeah, what would you give this episode? Well, Are by we the way, before we go to that, what we would give this episode? That okay. end speech by T'Challa. Okay, that that. Yeah. You talk about getting emotional. Well, yeah, I don't want to say, yeah, before we get to the rating is, uh, again, hearing Chadwick Boseman, every time I hear that voice now, it just, you know, he, he just, he meant so much to so many people. And when I hear that, it just makes me so sad and that we won't get to hear his voice and see his talents for, you know, decades to come. And just talk, the, the saying about like talking about, you know, there's going to be a light at the end. You know, there's going to be, where, where the world needs, you know, some hope and, and all that. Just, it was extra powerful. Um, yeah. So um, I, I appreciate these episodes for that. 
You know, I, um, in terms of my rating, like I said, I'm not a zombie fan by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. I'm not really a horror fan in the sense of like, like horror as in, you know, I'm more classic, you know, Frankenstein, the mummy, uh, Wolfman. That's my, you know, the, 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 mer- the mermaid, the fish guy. Um, oh, the, the creature from the Black Lagoon? Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, that stuff I like. But when it comes to, like, horror, like, zombie, oh, by the way, and, of course, I'm good with vampires because, you know, Buffy and, right. and all that jazz. So I'm good with Blade, vampires. Blade, of course. Yeah. yeah Blade, uh, Blade, yeah, thank yeah. you. Keep right. it Marvel. Um, but Underworld, uh, you know, uh, um, Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> uh, but they need to get, you know, by side note, Marvel, can we get Kate Beckinsale either in a Marvel thing or a DC thing, please? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know where, I don't know who she'd play. Just do it for me. Like, I don't care. Basically, I don't care who you, <laughs> who she plays. Just get her in one of these franchises for me. Right. Um, Speaking of... Give me what I want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Batista. <laughs> um, I also have to say, you know, there was a, a speech on the train uh, and where I believe it was Hope who looked at Peter and said, how do you stay so hopeful? You know, the world needs that. How do you... Yeah. Stay so hopeful. Of course, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, Blue Ring? Blue Ring? But that's a different franchise. So, anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> me not being a zombie fan at all, and really not being much of a horror guy, mm-hmm. I'm going to give this episode a perfect five. Yeah, you know, likewise, there's not much more I think we could have asked from this. I think they took the concept of the comics, Marvel Zombies, and integrated it with the Marvel Cinematic Universe just as well as it could could have been done. So, now, Donnie, uh, yes. my question is, before we move on to the next episode, hmm. if they made this into a live action, would you be down for that? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of The Walking Dead, both the comics and the, uh, the TV series, so I would love that. You know, to me, that's two of my favorite things is, you know, zombie media and the marvel cinematic universe i would love it now my question is could you do that at a pg-13 level i don't think so yeah yeah they'd have to but mark millar who created the 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 idea of i've seen this quote yeah said that they're planning something like or uh, from what he's hearing they're planning something live action so Mm -hmm. i would be like i said i would be down listen if they're gonna do deadpool at some point then Mm -hmm. Clearly, they're open to R-rated stuff. Yeah. Okay, so likewise, again, I'm going to give it a five. I thought it was a lot of fun. So the next episode is What If Killmonger Had Saved Tony Stark? And we see kind of the, almost, I would say, you know, the, the genesis event for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that is, Tony's convoy being ambushed by the Ten Rings. And in Afghanistan... From the first uh, ring to the last. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, so I like rings, just in case you didn't know. Anyway. Yeah, but, but which one? Lord of the Rings or Green Lantern? You know. <laughs> exactly. Both? Uh, exactly. Both I are like good? The, I like the torchbearer of the rings. But I digress. That's a different podcast. Anyway, so... Only in this storyline, in this timeline, I should say, Tony Stark is saved by Eric Killmonger Stevens, as we know him. 
Right. And that sets the entire Marvel universe on a very different path. Yes. So we actually see him later on. Tony Stark goes back. He holds his press conference at Stark Industries. And Killmonger exposes Obadiah Stane in the ambush. So we never get the conflict between Ironmonger and Iron Man. So things start to, you know, go on a very different path right away. What did you think of that? Well, I thought it was cool because it's it, like it's totally changing the MCU as we know it. Because, like you said, that Genesis event was Tony Stark becoming Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So when you take that off the board, what does that look like? Uh, but it proved. But it, in the same in the same breath, it proved how important Iron Man is to me because. I don't know if I I don't know if I'm as down for an MCU without Tony Stark Iron Man like Tony Stark and Iron Man uh, so, so it's, okay so my favorite Marvel characters are Daredevil Spider Man and Blade okay right? overall Marvel Comics characters okay and then the X Men are in fourth place as a collective okay. uh, but when you're talking about MCU. Just MCU. Tony Stark is my guy. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. Uh, I, I respect his philandering game. You know, this top <laughs> tier. Uh, you know, just uh, the suit's cool. The whole nine yards. Uh, and I, and his character progression. He eventually, you know, settles with Pepper. Uh, and and you know uh, all the jazz. He saves the universe as we know. Mm-hmm. So Tony Stark is my jam. So when, but when you take that away, uh, it kind of bums me out. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, so, like I said, that that one event changed the the whole course of the MCU in this yeah. timeline. That is. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So we see that actually Killmonger again. Killmonger is you know very knowledgeable in the you know art of war, obviously, and he knows sort of every corner of it. So he and Tony Stark they build this like combat drone using vibranium, mm. and they actually set out to create an entire drone army, but they need more vibranium. So they arrange for Tony. They arrange for James Rhodes to actually get that from Ulysses Claw. Alfred Pennyworth. Uh, right. <laughs> okay, explain so everybody understands. Okay, so Andy Circus. Who voiced and actually and in live action played Ulysses Claw? Right. Uh, he did both, even even this this episode. So he's done both, and who also directed the upcoming Venom, Let There Be Carnage, mm-hmm. is playing uh, basically Stephen, uh, Alfred, aka Alfred Pennyworth, in the upcoming the Batman movie. So that's right. why I called. So whatever Stephen said or whatever Donnie says. <laughs> um, Ulysses Claw. I'm gonna say Alfred, so don't get confused. Um, <laughs> That's why I wanted you to explain it to everybody. And also, so. the Watcher mm-hmm. is Jim Gordon in the Batman. So when I say Commissioner Gordon, you'll know. Watcher. You'll, I haven't gone as uh, despite what my multiverse wives list suggests. I haven't gone crazy, folks. Right. <laughs> so back to the ep- back to the episode. We see that actually 
Claw has leaked the word of this, you know, uh, illegal transaction yeah. uh, to Wakanda. And this is done actually at the direction of Killmonger. Right. So you start to see levels and layers here of what Killmonger is doing. He's very so, clever and very duplicitous, yeah, I find. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm going to get to, you know, some of that at, at the end here. So T'Challa shows up as you would think that he would. and Killmonger actually kills both T'Challa and Rhodey. And he makes it look like they killed one another. Yeah. But the manipulation at this point is is going to another level. It's pretty amazing what happens. Right. Yeah. So eventually Stark figures out what happens and he confronts Killmonger, but Killmonger then kills him and makes it look like he was actually killed in the attack, the Wakanda attack. You know, I think Mar I think the MCU, the folks at Disney, are doing this to upset me. Right. Like, how many times can you kill off my favorite MCU character? Right. It's not right. <laughs> you know how emotionally upset I was at the end of that Endgame movie. Mm -hmm. I, you know, and I look, I appreciated the moment he saved the world. You know, vindication. The whole nine yards. He turned his life around. And then the the uh, I love you three thousand with his daughter, uh, you know. And yeah. then and then you know you brought him back, at least with this animated thing. I'm like, oh, we'll get to see some more Tony Stark adventures. And then you do this. Come on, man. There's only so much I could take. Mm -hmm. So what we see here again, Killmonger and Claw are aligned temporarily. They get uh -huh. to Wakanda, but as you would expect. Killmonger double crosses Claw and kills him. And so, so hypothetically, we could have a situation in an alternate universe where Alfred Pennyworth is killed by the Valzad version of Superman. Because okay. rumors <laughs> are that, you know. Okay. <laughs> okay. So now at this point, General Don't you Ross. Was a multiverse? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. We're, we're off on lots of tangents today. So. So General Ross sends the drone army to attack Wakanda. Mm -hmm. But you see here that, that Killmonger is actually in control of both sides of this scenario. Well, he's playing them like a fiddle. Exactly. So he gets the Black Panther power. He's able to defeat the drones. And he's playing off Wakanda and the United States against one another. Right. So, you know, this shows he may not. And, and when I say he, I mean Killmonger. He may not be, you know, the most powerful villain, in, you know, in terms of like brute force like Thanos or like overall ability like Hela, but you could say he might be the most dangerous villain because he's the most intelligent. Yeah, well, that, that and because like he does have like fighting prowess, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like he's just He's got the perfect balance of, I think, brain and brawn. Like, it's a great mix. And if he ever did, you know, if he was ever, without changing his ways, if he ever got a hold of the Black Panther mantle, he would be one dangerous individual. Oh, yes. So we see, though, at the end of this episode that, Shuri, who was very suspicious of Killmonger, 
she actually visits Pepper Potts mm. and they propose some kind of alliance and some kind of plan to stop him after he's you know already been in control of this whole entire right. war. So right. that's how the episode ends. The only the only negative I really have in regard to the episode is a de- design choice. I don't like the the what they call it the, the, the of the robot the gun the gun what is the Gundam Gungam what the hell are they called? No, it was I, I think the, the which robot are you talking about? Just the uh, what the, was the, uh, the and, and Killmonger come up with? Yeah, I, I think uh, they just called them the drones. I think the humanoid yeah, but, uh, but combat he's drones. Like, he goes, "I'm an anime." Tony Stark said, "They look like." Uh, he said a word, and then he's like, "What? I like anime, right?" Right. <laughs> it's like I didn't. The design just like turned me off. I mm-hmm. would have been. I would have been much more. It would have been much more appealing and enjoyable to me had they looked like Iron Man armored. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, but, but that's the only real negative I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, another solid uh, episode, I thought, and I like how you know Killmonger still finds his way into Wakanda and still comes to power, mm-hmm. but it's through a different avenue than we saw in the live action. Right. Very different so, and. I also want to point out here too a couple of things that I really like. There was a very brief conversation between Killmonger and Rhodey mm-hmm. right before he killed Rhodey, and he said, "You know, why do you wear the colors of your oppressors?" And Rhodey mm-hmm. looks back at him and says, "You know, you have to be part of the system to change it." Marvel. Some people think Marvel is always fluff. That's not the case. I mean, you're looking at a very, you know, a, a, a sci-fi commentary on a you know, very real world problem, of course, you yeah. know, being, you know, slavery, slavery and the oppression of African-Americans and African people around the world. Later on, you saw that reflected again um, when um, Rhodey, uh, bro, excuse me, when Killmonger is on, you know, the the ancestral plane, uh, which is based on, I think, the Jalia from the Black Panther comics, by the way, and he and T'Challa meet up and T'Challa's like, was it worth it? And, yeah. of course, you know, Killmonger's like, yeah, it's worth it. And, and T'Challa, again, he kind of echoes the same sentiments of, you know, you become what you hate. Yeah. And so there was a lot of, again, it was brief, but it was a lot of intelligent social commentary there. Yeah, so. no, it's, it's, it's definitely there. And, you know, I used to have that kind of, you know, after a certain number of films, mm-hmm. I used to kind of have a similar mentality of, oh, it's, it's you know, it can get formulaic at times, you know, but I, what happened was I recently had done, I can't remember what movie it was for. It might've been for like Endgame, when, around when Endgame came out. I did a rewatch of the whole MCU. And then I was, I was started picking up on the nuances and the, on the, 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 the different commentaries on certain issues, right? Mm-hmm. And so the problem is, I think when you go back and you watch some of these things and, and, you start looking at it with a different, like when you know, once you know what's going to happen in the movies, mm-hmm. when you start looking at them for different, when you look to pick up different things, you start to see the deeper meaning. It's not as, they're not being like overly preachy like some movies try to do, but it, but it's definitely there in terms of the deeper right. stuff. It, it's not heavy handed, but it does yeah. make you think. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I agree with you there. 
So I'm going to say that this episode, again, was pretty close to perfect. I'm going to give it a five out of five. You know, I love the fact that they went back and revisited this and showed you, you know, just how kind of deep and layered Killmonger as a character is. So, And also, I love how badass the mother was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that was cool. And, and oh, Donnie, did you not think that um, Killmonger was eventually going to kill King Tachaka? Oh, yeah, I was just waiting for him to double-cross him. I like, I'm like, he here it comes, here comes, and then he never did. I'm like, well, all right, yeah. there's a twist. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a four and a half, only okay. because, like I said, I didn't like the design of the, the drones, and so I'm taking a little bit off there, but everything else was was great. Right. So, all yeah, right. so those are the latest. Uh, there's one more that we had this week, but this is uh, yes. the two episodes that we focused on for – this episode of, is it the Marvel Masterworks? Is that what this yes, is? Yes, yeah. Okay, Marvel yeah. Masterworks. We do yeah. a lot of podcasts here, so. Yeah, it's very, it can get very confusing, but no. <laughs> yeah, there is, there has been another one that's aired, but since we're doing these reviews in twos, we're going to save that for our next, our next episode. Um, but yeah, uh, we're, we're, we seem to both be on the same page where we're loving What If, mm-hmm. and we hope you are too, or at least our discussions about What If. Um, even if you don't like the, the particular episode of What If, maybe coming to our discussion and hearing all the, the tangents that we go on uh, will make you enjoy the episodes. But until next time, if you want to talk Marvel with us, uh, uh, and specifically What If, you can on social media. So, Donnie, where do they track you down? You can find me on Twitter as the Emerald Enthusiast. Let's talk comics, let's talk collectibles, let's talk Green Lantern. And if you want to Track me down on social media. It's at Adam underscore Leafs fan on Twitter. Uh, we also have the at MMNPDC uh, Twitter handle, which is where I mostly just post uh, the links to the podcast and vidcast themselves. We have a Facebook group. So if you go if you go there, click the link, I'll add you. And we can continue the conversation there. But... Uh, yeah, we uh, let, let's keep the conversation going. And remember that what if is forever from the first piece from the first bite. <laughs> I screwed it up. What <laughs> if is forever from the first zombie bite to the last. So long, everybody. So long, everyone.